Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm sitting tonight at the bright red desk after a good long day of working hard. Uh, and we are going to talk about the week ahead. Today is November 2-2, oh, Look at all those master numbers in that, that digital display. Uh, we are here at the precipice of new beginnings. Um, we're moving forward rapidly. It can feel a little bit out of control sometimes because it's feeling like, wow, it's finally actually starting to shift. People are feeling a little more optimistic. Some people are feeling more exhausted because it really feels like the pressure, the pushing and stuff, it's like, oh, I'm so tired, but I'm feeling better. So, But uh, now I realize how tired I am. So that energy is really good. Just kind of know it's shifting. The COVID clump is officially breaking up, moving on to do other things. Obviously, they're still hanging out kind of close in the sky because we have the numbers up around the country and around the world as we hit our next wave, but we are moving. So that's that's the important thing. And I think, you know, in and of ourselves, you know, one of the things that everybody, you really get to appreciate these longer transformative transits because the universe just says, we're not done quite yet. And you're like, really? And it's like, we're not done yet. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I feel like a little five-year-old sometimes going to the heavens like, isn't it over yet? And they're like, nope, not over yet. Not over yet? Nope. And you know how, like, sometimes you're in a movie and you realize, like, a lot of stuff has already happened? And you're like, but we're not that far into the movie, so we still have a lot more stuff to do? And the answer is, yeah, we're not quite done with it, you know. But we we still have, you know, or when you're watching the TV show and, you know, you still got 20 minutes till the end and you're kind of like, all right, what are they going to do in this next 20 minutes? Because, like, I think it should be over now, right? <laughs> Not over yet, people. Not really till the end of January. Uh, I was doing a reading the other day, and um, I was talking to a dad, and his daughter came in, and and she wanted to know, like, when's this going to be over, right? And so uh, he pa- she passed him a message, you know, what, what he asked me. So I said, well, you know, there's a few things we still have to get through. and But the point is we're seeing that there is a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, it's not necessarily an oncoming train. You know, there's a sense of, okay, you know, how do we get through? You know, what's the next part? We just have to push through. And, you know, back when I first started um, talking about this, I was like, you know, this is an Iron Man. This is not just a little walk in the park. You know, we're we're tired, but we're ready. We're moving forward. So this week, of course, you know, to add a little excitement to the pile, the eclipses are coming and those of you who are longtime listeners go, I go, the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming. And we get all excited because the eclipses are coming. So there's going to be a full moon eclipse that takes place on the 30th of November. And similar to the full moon that took place on Halloween. You remember that one, right? And so this one, we, you know, we look at the lunar phase families. So we go back and we look at what was the new moon, what was going on for you on the new moon on June 3rd of 2019, a year ago. And what was going on on March 2nd of this year, 2020, and now we have the full moon. And then on uh, June, uh, August 30th of 2021, when it's Virgo time next fall, we have the closing square. And what that means is the moon takes place at the same degrees, uh, the new moon, the opening square, the full moon that we're having this week, and the closing square. Now, eclipses happen when the moon is near the nodes, 
or I'm sorry, where the sun is within 15 degrees of the nodes. So this is a partial solar eclipse, lunar eclipse rather, but we are going to have a full-on total eclipse on the 14th of December, which is in two weeks. So we're in eclipse season. Things come to light that you need to handle, that you thought you, you, thought you saw everything. <laughs> and the eclipses always say, oh, I got another surprise up my sleeve for you. And you're like, really? Actually, two surprises. So this first one, the one on the 30th, is emotional. And then the one on the uh, the 14th is, okay, this is the new cycle beginning officially. Now we're ready. Let's go, 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 because it's a new moon. And it is a total eclipse. And it does run across uh, South Africa, not South Africa, South America, and into the Antarctic. So it'll be interesting to see because that's the hot spot in the country then. And the last time... This happened, well, two times ago when it happened in the 80s. Uh, well, that was when Margaret Thatcher went to war with the Falkland Islands, right? Um, and I didn't even know there were Falkland Islands, much less that Britain considered them part of her property. So it'll be interesting to see if the Falkland Islands are back up uh, for us on this eclipse. Um, and we'll kind of be working with this energy about, okay, you know, what's this new direction that we're taking? So this week, as the planets split up, as Jupiter said goodbye to Pluto last week, Mars is still loading the car. He's not quite finished. He gets in the car and drives off after the 25th of this week because he's basically been at the same degree from November 1st through November 24th. But he starts to go do something new. Jupiter, of course, has tootled off, and he's heading off to Aquarius. Now, what happens when a planet stations right before it goes forward for the you know into the new sign it really does full steam ahead it does not look back it does not pass go it just goes i'm just going into aquarius i don't really care what the rest of you people think i got to get going so jupiter is very impatient right now and wanting to move out of earth into air wanting to take off again remember he does like to fly he does rule the sky so being earthbound this whole year has been a little frustrating for him uh, not his favorite sign. So he's going to launch and take off and shift direction. And we're going to have kind of a new chapter, a new beginning where we go. Of course, we have Thanksgiving this week, which is always a fun holiday. Um, good food. You don't have to buy presents. You just have to bring some flowers or maybe a dessert. <laughs> you get to hang around, have good food, and have a good time. So Thanksgiving is arriving. And the week ahead has you know, in, in moderate intensity. It's not like a crazy week. Nobody's going to be feeling like, oh, my God, you know, I'm feeling so depressed. But it is, it's a shifting energy week, right, because Mercury right now is at 15 degrees of Scorpio, which is he's telling the secrets. And he goes into Sagittarius at the end of the week, right as the, uh, as, right as the eclipse takes place. Um, he's going to head into Aquarius. And the sun isn't Sag, so he's a little more optimistic, but he also is answering to downcast Jupiter and Capricorn. Venus is in Scorpio, so she's pretty intense. And last week, remember, she was arguing with the COVID clump all week, so it was a little bit more argumentative because Venus was having a fight with the Capricorn planets and telling them, like, you need to take action. You need to grow up. You need to figure out how you're going to do it because she's in a closing square meaning, you know, you have to psychologically integrate what's gone on. Mars, of course, is an opening square, 
And he's not finished with it. He's going to now go through and square the COVID clump one more time, part three, but that's not right away. He's at 15. The COVID clump's all in the 20s. We got a little bit of week, a week, little bit of rest until he gets there. And we are back at July 25th. And so if you think about what happened around the beginning of July 25th, the beginning of August, when Mars went into Aries, that is when that's where we are now. We're making that story known. We're giving that story a forward motion. We're giving it a push into the new direction and where it heads. So it's big. This is an energy of change, an energy of action, an energy where we've kind of felt a little bit stalled maybe since July. And now we're going to feel like, all right, I went through all this. I went through all this and I worked out a bunch of stuff. I stopped in September. Now I went backwards. I worked out a bunch of stuff. Now I'm ready to go forward. So Mars is a little bit chomping at the bit. So when he, as he moves forward, he doesn't have hard aspects this week, but he's going to be a little less patient. Uh, he's going to be a little more impatient. And that's okay. That's part of, you know, Mars and Aries is prods us along, and he is encouraging the COVID planets to hurry up, let's go, hurry up, let's go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get in my car and drive off. Uh, and Jupiter, you know, Pluto has to write him the check, the last check for the catering for the party that they've been having since January. And then it's kind of over, you know. And if you remember when you've, you've ever been like one of the last ones out of the party where the or the last one out of the wedding and they're cleaning up the tables and the wait staff is cleaning, they're all cleaned. You know, you're like walking out the door and they're looking at you like, if you leave, we can leave. <laughs> you know? If you leave, we can leave. So there's also a little bit of the sense of, letting go, melancholy, done, remembrance, you know, sadness, letting, releasing, and saying, okay, that's that's over. You know, there's a real ending energy. So this week, my um, my father's wife, my stepmother, uh, died um, on, on Tuesday evening. Um, and, of course, I, you know, I had said to you back when, I mean, among other things, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction was in Libra was when my mother got diagnosed in November. My stepmother's husband died Christmas Eve. She woke up Christmas Day and he was passed uh, that same year in '82. And then both of my my dad and Peggy were widowed. Uh, and then they met in August of '84, a year and a half later. And then they got married. You know, they met and they met at the end of August. They got married in March. You know, it was like a you know it was fast. Um, and they were together all those years, and uh, Dad died last August, which I kind of marked as, you know, the end of my mother having said to me, take care of your father. He's not as tough as he looks. We went through the decision, should I buy the condo? I decided not to buy the condo January, February, and Peggy sold the condo. Um, and this last Jupiter-Pluto that we just had last week was at 22, that ending story from I'm not going to buy the condo. I'm going to let it go in January. And now she left and went off to the other side. So it really marks an ending of a story. There's an ending chapter that's happening wherever wherever this energy is. And so as you kind of think back on your life and you think back to fall of 82, you think back to January, we have this kind of ending space. And, you know, we saw this week, you know, Jupiter-Pluto death, Jupiter-lots of Pluto death, we saw that you know, in England, uh, the Queen and William and Charles all went and laid graves, laid wreaths on the graves, Memorial Day uh, for them. It's got a different name than Memorial Day. We call it Memorial Day on our side. But they laid wreaths. And then Meghan and Harry did it here. 
they went to a cemetery in Lateris, right? So we see, you know, they're doing it in two different countries, right, marking the end of that chapter because, you know, if they were still in England, they'd all go together. So I kind of looked at that and I went, oh, Jupiter-Pluto, okay, yeah. It's watch for the ending signal. Watch for the signal that it's really done, that you really are finished, that you really are ready for this new chapter because that's what's coming in. And the energy this week, we're heading towards eclipses. We know it's a full moon. We know there's emotionality. But we also know that there's a sense of, okay, it really is done. We're still not finished because we, you know, we're cleaning up after the party. You're in that tired space. Like, should I, you know, should I, I think I want to go to bed, but maybe I should do a dish. Or, well, no, the cleaning people did the dish, but maybe I should, I, you know, I don't know what I want to do. It's that kind of energy, you know, that, that space. You've been in there, right? Or the, you know, you're leaving the wedding and the waiters, the waiters are going, okay, so like, oh, we put away all the chairs, we put away the tables. You last lingering folk, come on, come on, come on, go, go, go. And we go, we go, we're going forward. So it's good, but it's sad. And it's good, but it's also, um, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready for this next thing. And so as we head forward, we get that vision of where we're going. Does that make sense to folks? Do you feel it? you feel the energy shifting? Um, so it's pretty profound. So the eclipse actually happens next Monday, but it happens at 4.30 in the morning on Monday. <laughs> you know, Monday before sunrise, right? So you're going to feel it build because we're in the approach, we're in the ramp-up. We know those ramp-ups, right? We, we really feel those ramp-ups. We've been, we've been really getting used to ramp-ups as we go forward. We also have Neptune stationing this week at 18, and he's turning to go direct at 18 uh, Pisces, nine minutes, and he's going to turn direct on November 28th, which means the five days before, which is starting now, we're going to all be in a little bit of a Neptunian fog. Because remember, when he stops, whenever an outer planet stops, we all feel it kind of, oh, it's kind of like I can't really see where I'm going. I don't really know what I'm doing. I kind of am feeling emotional, but I don't, you know, it's like walking on the beach in a fog and the rivers, the water's next to you and the houses are to the left, but you can't really see anything. That was one of my favorite things to do on Fire Island, you know, being on a beach in a fog, you know, because it's like, you can't be much more Piscean than that. So this week you may find you're in a little bit of fog. You may have some sadness, some some news of sadness, some understandings around things that are really finished and done. Uh, so when we look at the moon this week, uh, obviously we're going um, today, we're heading towards a full moon, right? Last week was the new moon. So we're heading towards a full moon. So today the sun, the moon is in Pisces um, and uh we're we're heading off into of course I'm in December so that's not good yeah Mercury retrograde Neptune too much shadow stuff man all right so I was like that didn't look like the right thing okay now we're in November so today Mercury's moons in Pisces which it was on you know in December too on a Sunday but Mercury wasn't going into Capricorn so Moon is in Pisces and it's Pisces today it's Pisces Monday. It goes void at 544 in the morning with the sextile to Saturn. So today and Monday are really good to get stuff done. Bright and early, 10.05 a.m. on the 24th, moon goes into Aries. The 24th, the 25th, and it goes void with a square to Saturn on Thanksgiving evening at 646 p.m. 
moon and Aries square, the COVID clump. They're making a lot of noise about not traveling on this holiday, right? And moon joins up with Mars and Aries on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. So I'm agreeing with the CDC on this one. Be careful about your holiday plans. Uh, Thursday night at 10.43 p.m., the moon goes into Taurus on Thursday night. It's in Taurus on Friday night. It's in Taurus on Saturday when Neptune stations to go direct in Taurus. And it goes void at 7.48 on Sunday the 28th with a trine to Saturn. Moon and Taurus trine Saturn. And then it goes into Gemini at 7.48 in the morning on Sunday. It goes into Gemini at 11.16 uh, a.m. And it's in Gemini on the 29th. And then it's the full moon eclipse on Monday the 30th. And the moon goes void at 11.22 p.m. Moon in Gemini square stationing Neptune in Pisces. Think about that image. Gemini is lungs, Neptune in Pisces. That just sounds like a super spreader event to me. And, of course, the 29th and the 30th is when whoever catches it over this next couple days, it blooms. So be careful, people. Be careful. Now, I've had COVID, and I'm thinking of not going for Thanksgiving because I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like, these are these are, these are are spreader energies. Um, and this week also we have, you know, with the moon in Aries squaring Meeting Mars, which accelerates things on Wednesday, and then that's at 6.39 p.m. Wednesday night, and then expanding things, and in Taurus, you know, like we're sitting around the table eating the good food, right? Um, And it's in Aries on Thanksgiving Day. So it also does, Moon in Aries squares the Pluto, the Jupiter, and the Saturn, which can be a little bit contentious, because, of course, this is the first family gathering after the election. So you can figure out what you want to do. Moon and Aries should probably do your own thing, right? So anyway, so this week, I'm not going to lecture. You guys are all grown up and you know what you're doing. All right, so this week, the sun, of course, that's the moon. And so we have the full moon eclipse. We have it in Gemini Sag. We have it um, laying across the second house of what's of value to us and the eighth house of death in the chart gets set for the United States with Uranus and uh, on the descendant, sudden unexpected changes. And Uranus and Saturn are in a health aspect. Uranus and Taurus is in a health aspect to the sun in Sag, in the eclipse energy. So we'll see what we'll see what we do. Um, all right. So the sun in Sag is uh, today, the twenty second, and it goes to eight. You know, it's going a degree a day. That's its job, and it's going to come to square series and sesquiquadrate Mars. So it's a kind of forward motion, expanding things. No planets are out of bounds this week, so that's helpful. Uh, Sun also trines Chiron on the 26th. Uh, In Sagittarius, trines Chiron on the 26th, which is, of course, Thanksgiving. Chiron is wounding uh, or, you know, figuring out where you're going. And then Sun parallels uh, Ceres, Saturn, and Jupiter this week, which means Sun in Sagittarius expanding, partnering with creativity, partnering with structure, partnering with lots of, you know, lots of creative structures. And then the sun on the 29th, next Sunday, has a semi-square to Pluto. Uh, Pluto is uh, still on the world point, 
uh, at 23 and change Capricorn. Um, and, of course, the sun is in Sag. The sun's going to be on the world point on uh, the 29th in conjunct Uranus. That's when the in conjunct, which is a health shape in conjunct, takes place. Mercury this week, 15 Scorpio today, boom, 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 world point, hearing things really important, running from 15 to zero Sag. So he is very active this week. He is in a positive energy with Pluto, with Jupiter, with Athena, with Saturn from the 27th through the 30th. He is in Scorpio, a water sign. He is sextiling those Capricorn planets. He's really working hard with the COVID clump, Mercury and Scorpio. Think of Scorpio, what it means, transformation, death, water, fluid, body fluids, right? Sextile Saturn, but also cooperative. You know, he's cooperating with them, so that's helpful. Uh, Venus this week, she's in Scorpio, too. <laughs> and she is. Um, she has a sesquiquadrate to Neptune, and then she has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 25th, Wednesday before Thanksgiving, uh, asking you to make choices about things, you know, conscious choices. She's also opposite Uranus and aspecting Uranus by parallel, by declina- by counter contra parallel, on the 27th through the 30th. Venus and Scorpio. Um, so you know, Venus is not happy when she's in Scorpio. Um, she is. Con- she's in a. She's in a morning sign uh, configuration meaning she's a little bit warlike, and she also is um, a little intense. Uh, and, of course, her last aspect, uh, well, she's in, she's in Scorpio. Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction, Hot Sex in the Elevator. or and, and I do encourage you to watch the Saturday Night Live. You know, you're going home and having sex in your twin bed. It's very funny. On the holidays, it's very cute. Um, or Hot Sex in the Elevator or Boiling Your Bunny. No bunny, no bunny deaths. Um, then we have Mars, Quintile, Juno, partnering, how we're going to partner. A lot of opportunity for partnership energy this week because we're really feeling like, okay, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to go do this. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then Saturn is in the sesquiquadrate to uh, Vesta, home and hearth changes on the 30th. As I mentioned already, Neptune stations direct on the 28th at, in Pisces. Of course, the five days before, the five days after, 28 minus 5 is 22. 28 plus 5 takes us into early December. Neptune is invisible, moving, shifting, changing, dreams, illusions. Dreams should be really big this week. Really, really big. So pay attention to your dreams. Pay attention to your ideas. And, of course, the 28th is Saturday. Uh, Pluto is quiet. He's on the world point. He does have a partnership energy, and he's got some, you know, he's receiving some stuff. So he's, you know, he's he's interested in partnering now. Everybody's left the party, and he's kind of like, all right, now what am I going to do? <laughs> and we're going to say, Pluto, you sit in your corner. We don't want to hear from you anymore. Um, and then, and I'm not insulting you, Pluto. I'm just asking you to be nice to us. And then, of course, Ceres is quintile. Uh, the note of fate on the 22nd, which invites us to some kind of creative thing. And Juno is in conjunct Eris, so partnerships can be a little crabby on the 29th um, because Juno, the partnership planet, is aspecting Eris, the um, the ruler of disputes and disagreements. So, you know, it, it's an interesting energy. It's pretty intense uh, this week. 
I do encourage, not in a bad way, though. It's not a bad intense. It's not like everybody's going to be depressed. Um, but it is going to be with them. <laughs> it is going to be, you know, and it's going to be one of those weeks where we get to the end of the week and we go, okay, so I got through this week and what did I learn? You know, I remember Craig Ferguson, he used to have that great TV show, uh, late night, and he would um, had the cat at the end that would go, and what did we learn tonight, boys and girls? And then he would kind of take you through it, right? So, um, like, what did you learn this week is what I'm going to ask you next Sunday. What did you learn? What did you figure out? And, of course, we are entering holiday season, so it also is very much about, you know, what our direction wants to be. Now, if you think about it, um, you know, with the planets in the sky, with the sun in Sagittarius, he's largely optimistic, but he is answering to a rather curmudgeonly Jupiter. Um, and then the Mercury and the Venus are in Scorpio. So they're pretty passionate and pretty intense, and they're very deeply feeling. But then the moon is going to go from Pisces today and tomorrow. It's going to go into, okay, now I'm taking action when he's in Aries. Remember, moon in Aries is a little bit in the mood to fight. And when he gets to the Mars at 6.39 on uh, Wednesday evening, you know, he's kind of like, all right, I'm in the mood to argue. What are we going to do with it? But then the moon goes into Taurus, which is a little lazy, beasy, you know, sitting on the couch, having a good time. And then, of course, he goes into Gemini and into the eclipse, the full moon eclipse <laughs> in the sign of Gemini, which is the lungs opposite the sun in the sign of Sagittarius, which is foreign, foreign things in your lungs. And also seeing things. So also go back to the earlier part, the new moon that happened on June 3rd and the full moon that happened on the opening quarter that happened on March 2nd this year. And then we're going to have a close-up wrap-up next August. So it's an important important week for us in terms of how we're going to work stuff. Um, and that's the scoop. Okay, So um, I am going to be opening up Twitter again. Uh, we had had a, had a little bit of a problem with it because I had um, uh, I'd gotten into trouble, for lack of a better word. When I was a kid, my brother was quote-unquote weird. He wasn't really weird, he was gay, but we didn't have that word in the 1950s. So a lot of times um, he would get beaten up. Kids would feed him worms. I mean, some really bad stuff. And I would beat those kids up. That's what I did. I have Pluto in the seventh. And uh, so I beat them up. You pick up my friend, I beat them up. You pick up my brother, I beat you up. And I've done that all my life. You know, I've arrested cab drivers, I sent my boss to jail, uh, testified at her trial. She worked with the Gambino crime family, trafficking drugs. <laughs> she stole $15 million from the federal government. I testified at her trial. I made money drops to her loan shark. I mean, and then I was like, ah, this is crooked, you know. So I have done this kind of interrupted domestic violence stuff happening. I mean, it wasn't domestic. It was on the subway. Um, so anyway, my friend was getting beaten up on Twitter, and I stepped in because I felt she was getting bullied. And then I got beaten up, and so uh, you know that was that was what was happening. So I got beaten up. We shut down Twitter. We're opening it back up again, um, and forward we go. So if you ever get beaten up on a subway, or you need somebody to come, and I will come and defend you, even if they call me names <laughs> after I beat them up, try and beat them up for you. Uh, and I, you know, I realized that was my little five-year-old Mars, Mercury, Mars square reacting. So um, Twitter's going to open. And now we're going to do some politics. So those of you who are not into the politics, hang up. All right, everybody hang up if you're not into the politics. 
because I know there was a request for the politics again. Um, okay, so next up, after this eclipse that we have on June, uh, on June 14th, on June 30th, November 30th, we have another eclipse, a full moon total eclipse at 23 Sagittarius. Donald Trump's south node and his moon in the fourth house is at 23 uh, Sagittarius. So that eclipse is going to be on his moon, in his home, on his south node. So that eclipse, which is November 14th, which is, of course, when the Electoral College certifies the votes, indicates that that eclipse is moving on out, moving on out to another house. Um, Also, if you remember back to when he gazed at the eclipse, when the eclipse came across our country, starting in Kirkland and and Oregon over there, and then coming across and leaving through South Carolina, he looked at the eclipse. One of the things eclipses do is they take out the leaders. And so uh, we have the next one, which is right on his moon south node. So there will be a departure from the White House, which is good to know for those of you who have been a little worried with all the machinations that have been going on. But also... We had that picture of him looking at the eclipse. And I remember looking at him looking at the eclipse. Now, there were two Chinese astrologers that missed an eclipse. Well, I don't know if they missed it or not, but they didn't warn the emperor about it in China. And he beheaded them. (laughs) Because, you know, technically an eclipse over a country takes out the leader. So I was like, all right, all right, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And now we have the eclipse on his moon, south node. So that does indicate he is moving to a new residence. It is his prenatal eclipse, so that's good. Uh, Or it's the eclipse he was born under. Donald was born under eclipse. And this eclipse that we're having, he was born on a full moon eclipse. This is a new moon eclipse, but it is on his moon. Moon rules the home. It's in the fourth house new location. So that's the politics. Get excited. Have a good Thanksgiving. Wishing you all a great time. And uh, forward we go. Have a good one. Bye-bye.